The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So aliens uh, are fucking real, eh? Um, yeah, eh? thanks, well, fucking that was a smooth segue, buddy. Aliens are well. That's just where we're gonna start. <laughs> There's oh suspension God, on that segue. Thanks, that Rick was Moranis, awesome. eh? Um, <laughs> fucking aliens are real, eh? They're real, eh? Um, dude, I and and I know why you're bringing that up, Sean. Well done. Um, apparently, during this whole nightmare quagmire of. Uh, fake election and and all the bullshit that's transpiring and all this you know stuff going on under the radar has slid some incredibly amazing uh, information. Right. Bobby, I, I, did you read up on any of that not Israeli really. stuff? Because it's the guy that was the uh, Israeli defense minister, correct? Um, no, he is actually a lawyer. He's an eighty year old, eighty three year old lawyer in Israel, he was on the SSE, which, believe it or not, is the right. security space force. Like, you know how Donald Trump created the fifth arm of the military, the space yeah, the force? space force. Um, which, by the way, where did that go? Um, but Space, but I, motherfucker. Well, no. It's a I show on Netflix. Steve Carell right <laughs> yeah. ruined it, yeah. is what I heard. Uh, but, but no, he, he was part of a high level security. He was... Cl- this guy is as legit as possible. He's a professor. And he basically said... He came out and said um, that, and this was reported on NBC, it was in papers, uh, that Donald Trump has an agreement or every president has an agreement um, with these aliens, not the, and they're not ready to disclose it yet because we're not ready for it, um, that they've had agreements that they will c- continue to do abductions and experimentations, and that's fine. Uh, that was part of the thing. And also, too, that there is indeed a galactic Doctor Who-ish federation of the universe and that we're a part of it. And the only reason we don't know all of this yet is that we're not ready for it. Wow. And, and this has been, this yep. has been pondered for years and years and years. This is, there's a reason why we have things like Star Trek and different things. It's, is it life imitating art or art imitating life? We don't know which. Well, the theory is that the, the media is spoon feeding us alien content to get us used to, to, to it. To and get us the normal, soft, And especially the look of the aliens they're, right. they're supposed to look pretty close to what we've seen because they're trying to get us to not be so freaked out. The classic gray. I also think that yeah. uh, people, there are a bunch of idiots out there, but I think for the most part, you're not going to have mass hysteria and panic in the streets if someone comes out and goes, okay, for real, these guys are fucking real. I'm going to panic. You're going to panic? Yeah, I'm going to run into the streets with no underwear, <laughs> just shirt cock. Fucking what the fuck? <laughs> just shirt cocking it? Just shirt cocking, running down the street, oh, screaming perfect. that I'm a Jedi. Yeah. I call Mel Gibson <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix. They said throw water on it. Didn't do shit. Didn't, didn't do, do shit. shit. Um, there, that, that is a, a really relevant point, I think, uh, by virtue of that is um, the fact that they've been doing this slow release since the 50s. Um, since Roswell. Right, since Roswell. Which was what? In, and, was that in the 40s? Though? No, wasn't no, Roswell 49? Or it was early 50s. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Um, I think so. And released a paper. I mean, you can go look up 
all this stuff and 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 find out for yourselves how strange the whole quote unquote conspiracy theory surrounding this. Even even as um, the gentleman that was on Rogan's podcast, Bob. God, what's his last name? Bob, blah, blah, blah. But he worked at, um, it wasn't, it was not Area 51. This is where they, they discovered S4, which mm. is a base that's outside of Area 51. And he has said a bunch of stuff over the last 25 years that is now being proven true. And they've called him a quack. And, um, there was recently some documentaries about him. Um, any, anyway, um, I, I, this is a fascinating subject for me. I've always been a very big, nerd when it comes to like ufos and stuff like that more so because it's almost like a an arg to me it's almost like a live action role-playing game in real life to me and so i've always been very curious about it i've always had this draw to it and i've i over the course of the last 10 years i've been almost convinced that this disclosure thing is gonna happen it just feels like uh, there's so much crazy bullshit going on in the world it almost feels like if they told us now we'd be like that's cool anyway this is the um, perfect time to release this information. You know, it's like, how much worse can Pen it get? The Pentagon released three videos mm -hmm. in August. Yeah, I remember. Um, that are amazing. And and it's from fighter pilots. And you can hear you can pilots. hear the communication and you can see their really shitty black and white cameras and well, see these, thermo, these vehicles moving super fast. They're thermo cameras, which don't exactly tell you the shape of the vehicle, just the heat signature. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't see propulsion. You don't see any of these things. It's like basically the Pentagon's admitted these are... Now, when I see UFO, all that means is obviously unidentified flying object. Doesn't mean they're a spacecraft from another planet. Yeah. It seems it to move completely. Those things move like just in they can move in it, any direction in space without there, propulsion there is no propulsion it's like the wonka vader they go it is up, the wonka up ways and down ways um, and slant ways and sideways <laughs> that's what they were preparing us for through willy wonka i thought they, they were, were preparing, preparing us. us for fat german kids because they will come and ruin oh, your i thought party. it was going to be for uncomfortable uh child abuse um but whatever <laughs> uh same same uh but but you can clearly see that they don't follow the laws of physics as we know it um, even those crafts and those videos, this is, this is coming out from the government. Yeah. This isn't quack BS anymore. Um, I think there's these just guys are all respected. They weren't 100%. disgraced. They didn't. And, and which doesn't matter because you're saying that guy that came out a long time ago was completely disgraced. And now all this shit is matching up with stuff. He Bob said Lazar. 50 years ago, Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar. And now he, everybody else looks like the asshole. Yeah. Uh, and now, <laughs> and now it's like becoming to the fore. The UK's already admitted it. They, their ex-defense minister has already come out and said, no, this is real. This is happening. It feels like we're the last, like, first world country on earth that's wanting to not, you know, recognize Yeah, but then the Americans being... go, ah, don't trust them. Yeah, don't take science advice from people who don't use toothbrushes. You know what I'm saying? Well, well I think these aliens are clearly Jesus. Oh, of course. It's, you know what I mean? It's just like a living green embodiment of Jesus coming down looking like a fucking crazy lizard. Zombie Jesus. <laughs> and builds the pyramids and kills all the Mayans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those fucking Mayans. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they had to, someone had to wrap it up for yeah, those guys. But, right? Uh, they fucking, were fucking sacrificing assholes. <laughs> and gave the Vikings super sex drugs so that they could fuck red hair into everybody's DNA and it's still oh around today. Oh, God. They fucked tall white people into everything. <laughs> they did. They fucked redhead, tall, redheaded white nightmares into all of us. Mostly into the quarterback position. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just 
saying. Ah, that's for sure. Um, but no, this is interesting. I don't know. I'm fascinated by this. This. I, I, I like, just wanted to be like, fucking stop tiptoeing around it. Stop releasing little things. Just fucking say, hey, listen, there's fucking alien life. You're never going to talk to them. We have a thing going on. We'll see whether or not this turns bad at some point. Because then it's all the hypotheticals people start thinking about. about oh, wait, there's been a religion? truce this whole time. This Why haven't that? they attacked? What does this mean right. for religion? The Vatican, like you said, has already been preparing statements where it's like, well. They're going to uh, spin it they, into a positive. What, well, what they said is they were like, uh, I, the most recent article I read said, um, it turns out that if aliens are just, may, you know, these beings from another planet, they might not need Christ to believe in Christ for right. salvation. That's a totally separate. They're playing a different game over there. Just because, you know, you crushed Halo on Legendary doesn't mean you're going to crush it on Call of Duty. What if, uh, what I'll if, tell you that the fucking Catholics, the Vatican is good at one thing. It's preparing statements. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> they've gotten they really good at that yeah. over the years. Um, mm-hmm. it, wouldn't it be awesome if all the aliens came down and they were all like Mormon I, I, like I, where I, they're I, like, this is actually you guys got it right with this. Yeah, and we've been fucking them around all. And the, the Mormons whole time. are right the whole time. The whole and time they used to live here. And they you exactly. They're on vacation. John Smith was an alien. They're coming back for a high school reunion. <laughs> yeah, it's their twenty thousand year reunion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I mean, God, it, everybody got fat. God, <laughs> dude, your eyes got fatter. That's weird. Um, why do you you have no hair anymore? It's really strange. Uh, but. This is fascinates me because it's so unlike anything else that we're focusing on these days, whether mm-hmm. it be political or I think our football obsession has grown. I think our these little tiny things that used to be adjunct things that we used to think about through the course of our day are now becoming centered and focused because we have nothing else to do. Yeah, this is a, such a wonderful distraction for my mind to think right. about. I, yeah. I, I just I, I like I'm giddy. I hope this is true because we were talking uh, that Ronald Reagan's famous U.N. speech when he said on the floor of the U.N., um, imagine if there was an invader from another planet that came in, we would all have to band together. And that's why I think that they really don't want to release this information because they man, make more on money Earth, during war. They make, and, yeah, yeah. The, they're so much of our economies and the way that we plunder and or earn money, however you do it, is based on. These fake lines we've drawn for borders, for businesses, countries, states, keep breaking it down. If you, if, if everybody had one singular thing to think about and went, oh, we're all humans, we're all one thing, and there is, that's going to break all that down. Well, the one percent, it would no take longer fifty be the 1%. years to destroy all of that. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think the idea that there's not life out there is preposterous. I think yeah. it's even been almost kind of like mathematically proven it's that it, it has to happen. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the idea that we in this vast expanse of this universe that we all exist in Thanks are the only Sagan. fucking thing, you know what I mean, is the most American idea that I can possibly think of. <laughs> Classic human. Classic human American <laughs> Trump voter. It's all us. So in but, 10 yeah. years. Nobody when, else yeah, with a fucking tip of the spear. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in 10 years. Trump is going to have his own global news network, and it's going to be Earth first. We need to think about <laughs> Earth first. Mars, they can go suck a dick, this shithole planet. Are you an Earther? Were you born on Earth? <laughs> Were you- Prove it. <laughs> You're an Earther. Uh, I was I was born on the space station that's in the orbit. Doesn't fucking count. Doesn't Alien count. scum. Alien bullshit. Um, <laughs> no, nah, fuck him. He'll be dead in a year. Guaranteed. I hope so. Watch, watch. Look He's at just him. gonna circle the universe like Ender Wiggins so he never grows old. <laughs> yeah. No, and his ego problems are so much that if 
if he, Sorry, that was a super fucking nerdy. That, that was really nerdy. Wow, I that was it, though, deep Bobby. cut. Yeah. Uh, Orson Scott Card, Mormon. Yeah. He is, dude, Donald Trump is the shittiest Benjamin Buttons ever. Yeah. He, is, <laughs> he is the shittiest. Um, Speaking of shittiest things hey, ever, it was my turn. And what I wanted to do was, I constantly see this at one of the liquor stores by us. They always put the Evan Williams Original Southern Eggnog in a bottle on the front, on right, right there by the register, hoping that people are just going to grab it on their way to the holiday party. I think they call that an end cap. And I used to get this stuff and then add more booze to it, but so I've never had it really by itself. Um, because it's only like 15%. It's like a cordial. It's 15%. You gotta oh, add, okay. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have a whole lot in it. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, boys, we, we are, it is the season. This is our last episode. Sorry. Spoilers. This is our last episode of the year. Yeah, We're going to be back on January 5th. We're going to give Sean a break. This is our Christmas episode. This is our end of the year Christmas episode. So let's get so fucked up on it. So not only can you get drunk, but you can also get Sugarfoot. Oh yeah. That's a good combo. Mm-hmm. This it's is good to be my drunk up right and now. have the beatus. I got um, is that stuff keto friendly? Because I don't. Think of course it is. it is. Oh, okay. Good. Duh. Good. Yeah. Thank God. Sugar's keto, right? <laughs> Sugar is keto friendly, right? Um, but uh, this is uh, basically. I think I said it it, it. it tastes like an elf bricked in my mouth. It does. Um, this is right, Christmas. I'll try some. This is you boozy. didn't even drink any yet. No, I haven't had this any. This is boozy Christmas because I know what fucking eggnog tastes um, like. So imagine Evan you're here Williams vibe for the podcast. Imagine like elf cum. Imagine <laughs> getting the 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 generic basic eggnog from your local supermarket and adding Evan Williams to it. That's what this tastes like. If this if if that's two of you guys now that have mentioned that this is like elf cum, and if this is elf cum, I'm rolling into the North Pole with fishnets and that good blue eyeshadow to suck all the dicks. You're going all full elf. Bukaki. They're little elf. Di- can you fit a thimble in your mouth? I can. It won't be that hard. Elf Bukaki, dude. I will say this. Mm, it tastes yeah. exactly like eggnog. Yes. Mm-hmm. But exactly. with Stephen Williams in it. Yeah. It tastes like sugar, <laughs> fat, so, egg, I mean, eggs, and, and nutmeg. <laughs> I always, What I always loved about eggnog is it's essentially liquid creme brulee. A little heavier on the nutmeg for sure. Sure. Um, and and less refined for sure. Um, uh, and it depends on how it's made. This is just bourbon in this, but right. a lot of eggnogs are rum. made with a combo of rum, bourbon, and brandy, or you can throw fucking... A bunch of shit. There's a, you can do it a bunch of different ways. Cognac, you can do it with just cognac. You can homeless, do it with cognac and brandy. You can do it with all three. You can do homeless it children tears. Yeah, I homeless, think it's a major that is a component key ingredient. What is nog? I don't know. Way? Honestly, I don't. I've never looked up like whatever the derivation. Of honestly, nog is. okay. This is what nog <laughs> is. I'm guessing it's Scandinavian. It's like glog. Eggnog was originally invented. Glo- yeah, before refrigeration and shit. So they would basically just put whiskey and egg and um, oh to preserve it. This was food in the wintertime. This was essentially well, a shake. It was like a shake. Yeah. It's, and they'd it's give mostly it to, egg yolk. Yeah. And they'd give it to kids and stuff. It was enough for you to get through the day in the wintertime and it wouldn't spoil. Wow. So this is for old fat kids. Basically. No, they see those kids. They were going out and chopping like a quart of wood every day when they were four. So it was okay to give them a little booze and sugar and egg yolk because they had hard lives. They were going to live to 36 maybe the, <laughs> when they invented right. this shit. Sean, what, what did you lay down for this masterpiece? It's right here. It's only nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. I wonder why. Ten bucks. I wonder worth why. Worth every penny. Um, worth every penny. So you can pick penny. up three bottles for the cost of a good I don't bottle give a bourbon. fuck what you guys say. This shit's delicious. I could drink this all day. Uh, I have a hard time believing it, but does Carol have any info that we need on... On E-Dub? On, on, on E-Dub our E-Dub eggnog. Let's hit her up. <laughs> Hey, Carol, uh, do you have any info on this Evan Williams original Southern eggnog? Yeah, boys, I got some info for you. It's fucking delicious, and that's straight from the horse's mouth, boy. Jesus, Carol, are you are you doing okay? Oh, yeah, it's last day before I go on winter break, so I decided to tie one on, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go get fucked later. 
Jesus. Oh, well, should we call her an Uber or something? Does she know the holiday party's next week? Uh, no, she's no. We don't didn't even tell her. her. We, we don't, don't tell her, her about the party, so she has her own little her. party, so she doesn't. We don't have the incident from last year happening again. Hey, yeah. Carol, uh, uh, my dear, what are you drinking down there? Oh well, Sean got like a whole pallet of this eggnog. You know, hey, it's fat shit and everything. So I've just been kind of pinching off that. Jesus Christ, Carol! God damn it, that's really you, really disrespectful. But um, it's have true. a wonderful, happy holiday season. Say hi to your parents for me, and uh, happy New Year to you. Carol. Uh, fuck you, Carol. Yeah, definitely get her an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, That's Evan Williams funny. eggnog. It's not so bad. Honestly, if you're on your way to somewhere and you want to bring something, it's not such a bad decision. If you can't find a real spirit. It's festive. Yeah. And it tastes exactly like eggnog. It's fine. People mm-hmm. love Everybody visits relatives they hate, don't they? <laughs> and if you know, I, I we've talked about this on the show before. You can make eggnog one glass at a time in a cocktail shaker. Oh, yeah. Yes. Super fucking easy if you're not afraid of an egg yolk. Because people freak out about that. Holy you got to put an asterisk. You ha- yeah, you do. Just yeah. saying. There, there is a uh, You're going to have to figure out how to get egg whites separated from yolk. You know, you can drop the whole egg in a flip. You can. Yeah. It, it actually gives it a nice little froth yeah. at the end I of it. I see that. But most people get sketch. Uh, but yeah, you're putting like, it's just simple syrup and eggs, some cream or it's half a- and half mm-hmm. um, and booze. Shake yeah. that bitch up. Biz, little Shave sh- some nutmeg over it. Some sugar. Mm-hmm. You're, you're little in. sugar. Oh, and, and if you want some delicious. texture, if you want some texture, when you're done shaking that up, throw some roses lime juice in there, and you've got eggnog <gasps> flavored cottage cheese. Oh, that's disgusting. Delightful. God damn it, bro. It's 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 eggnog him, that dude? tastes and looks like your mom's thighs. <laughs> I beg to differ. My mother's thighs are beautiful. Your mom's thighs um, are delicious they're too. Delicious. I mean, I've never tasted. Um, I don't know. I, what I'm I hear. About. I can read. Um, so we're going to, we're going to jump in. We thought it would be a fun thing to do movies that, cause you know, we're all movie dorks here. Movie nerds. You guys all know this, right? That's why you listen. I'm starting uh, to get a sugar rush, boys. I'm not going, doing, I'm going Sean's hard going on this shit. Full <laughs> insulin later. Um, <laughs> movies that don't get the love they deserve. That's what we yeah. were going to talk about. We all, we all love the blockbusters. We love our Mandos. We, we love our, we love our big Marvel movies yeah. with big dorks on all that stuff. And that's also a tough thing to quantify. So it was like movies that don't get enough love is a pretty vague term. So I wanted to kind of give it a little bit from of notes and, and from the mainstream and be like, uh, essentially movie that didn't get a lot of love means either a, it didn't do well at the box office. Nobody saw it. B it didn't get good critical acclaim or C didn't get any <laughs> nominations, uh, right. big nominations on the golden right. globes right. or on the Oscars. Yeah. So, so what are you, so I mean, who, I think the, the ultimate example may be like Blade Runner, right? Yeah. You 100%. know what I mean? Like Blade Runner is a film that has lived on for generations and changed the way movies were made uh-huh. in Literally. so many fucking ways. And had a really dope sequel that did the exact same thing the original did. And nobody saw it. The people that saw it, half of them didn't understand it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no one. So that's that would be a, a perfect. But example. that's yes. become that, that we couldn't put that on the list necessarily because it's become so iconic. Yes, hence it is its the, release. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the be- the benchmark of sci-fi. Right. Um, but yes, at the time you could have totally put that on the list. Now we look back and and revere it. But um, Bobby, what did you come up? Well, with? Well, I came up with something. Very much in the fucking vein of Blade Runner. Shocker. (laughs) Very, very much. Um, So in 1992, uh, there was a dystopian science fiction novel written by a gentleman by the name of uh, P.D. James. P.D. James. And it's called Children of Men. Yes. And actually, I think the novel is called The Children of Men. Okay. And so essentially what you have is a dystopian universe that's set in the 2020s. Weird. Here we go. Weird. <laughs> and um, it's about mass infertility. Yeah. So basically what has happened is uh, humans can no longer procreate. Yeah. And so there's a 
child that was the youngest person, the last person born. And one of the things that kind of sets off all the drama in the novel and the film that we're going to talk about is that child dying. Mm -hmm. So the novel was in 1992. Um, Alfonso Cuaron come up, comes up with this movie in what? 2000 shit. No, I, I 2006, 2006. He casts Clive Owen, mm -hmm. who at that point really wasn't that huge. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be like the next James Bond, and the I think he had done a couple of things. Same year that like uh, Shoot 'Em Up came out, so he was kind of in yep. these offbeat genre movies. He was uh, I like Sin City him. helped him a lot. That's right, he was in Sin City. The he was in that King Arthur shit. The croupier. The croupier. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. But anywho, um, Alfonso Cuaron, who's an amazing filmmaker, who was best known at that point, actually, for directing some kids' movies. He had directed a Roald Dahl adaptation called The Little Princess, or yes. A Little Princess. Mm -hmm. One of the two. And then he did the Prisoner of Azkaban Harry Potter film. Which was the one that actually got I, me interested in Harry Potter movies. Same. <laughs> same. And he, he eventually went on to do, like, Gravity and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. This film is a fucking barn burner man this is such an amazing film on every level it's it's incredibly well acted there's it's a great cast michael kane clive owen julianne moore uh kaiwa telegiafor is yes. in it i mean there's a lot of charlie hunnam's in it as well but we don't well, we're we gonna need overlook to discuss that. that we don't need to discuss that um, it's bleak it's hard to watch sometimes but yes. it it ultimately ends with one of those moments of hope and uh tragedy you know and it's also a, a sort of a symbolism that goes on is like as one character dies, we have an, a, an actual birth happen. Yes. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. But if you right. haven't seen this movie by now, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> Seriously, Why? It's only 18 years old or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic movie that speaks to people on like a very primal level. It's yeah. one of those things that the themes have to do with like, especially there's a spoilers. There's a scene near the end where they're the mother of that's pregnant with this new child, which he. is a huge deal. He, yeah, they're walking through a whole bunch of people and they're all just splitting and they all have different agendas. They were just fighting five minutes ago, but something about once they realize this earth has had no births in what 19 something years yeah. and this woman is pregnant everybody how something so elemental in such a rough time could make everybody kind of agree at the same time like a, like aliens big, coming down kind of like aliens coming down well to a it, degree. Got, it got nominated i think maybe for an editing award and didn't mm. win uh, so when it comes to no nominations, I think that does qualify. But no adapted screenplay, no acting no, noms, exactly. no directing, and no cinematography. Unbelievable. I mean, the, the everything about this from a technical standpoint. There's a single shot, uh, mm. kind of like a steady cam, single yeah. shot that goes through. And I'm sure they use some editing techniques to do this. But it's there's a scene where Clive Owen's character, Theo, is running through this building trying to. Yeah. Uh, and It's third act, right? Yeah. It's third act. The army is outside absolutely shelling this mm -hmm. fucking building. And there are people like, you know, poor homeless people are living in this. Basically, what is just a, you know. It's a, like a tenement. A tenement. There you yeah. go. And he's running through this trying to get to key. And it is fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like the way this film. It's one of the best of those shots I've ever right. seen in a film. No, and it's used in film schools. It, 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 it's it used, is. It's like it's part of a master class in how to how to execute what looks like, or maybe it was one single shot. We don't I don't know. think it was. No, but it's still hard to do. It's not. It's not like it's just so easy to. Oh, we're going to go behind Even the post and it's going to get it, dark. Yeah, and, totally. Even if it wasn't, it was to make it feel that I mean, way. When Alfred Hitchcock directed Rope, 
mm-hmm. way back when. Yeah. That was meant to be a single shot. It was a, it, it, he wanted it to appear as a play. Yeah. So he wanted it to appear like this is one single shot. But he used very incredible little fucking tricks, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just like the camera would pass over the pillar. Right. And then boom, edit. That's you know what I mean? That, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's exactly what. Quaron did with that film. He just did it in a more modern sense, I think. But it doesn't matter because it still comes across beautifully. And there's not a moment you don't believe that that is one fucking single action that happened. And, and I think that 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 movie, and what I like about that movie, especially, is it plays. Um, some some movies don't wear very well. Even the ones that we like to believe are these amazing movies from 30, 40 years ago, or what have you. And you watch them again, you're like. Ugh. I almost wish I didn't watch that again because my brain thought it was a lot better and more relevant than it is. Yeah. This movie, I think, it might be even more so play better today. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, because of what's going on. Uh, it, it's it the feels, closer we get to post-apocalyptic right. conditions, feels, the more we're like, this is a really important movie. Yeah, dude. Like Mad Max is around the corner type shit. And I mean, so, we're all about to take a vaccine that might sterilize the whole fucking planet. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, shit. Well, but well, see, that's what I don't understand is why would they sterilize the whole planet? They, they why, why would why would you stop the money? I think they're doing it on purpose. Oh, you think it's just a fuck up? I just like, think ah, it just shit. Be, it's just going to be a shitty drug. Hey, we forgot this will melt you inside that make the baby That's why I disagree. I think there's going to be the hundred elite yeah that don't oh yeah that don't get yeah, yeah. and they'll just gradually just make us and <laughs> we're gonna get the one that they don't refrigerate right yeah, Those yeah we're gonna get we this. wanted to call it shit a kidney because <laughs> that's I, what happens i believe if you saw shit in your kidneys. at <laughs> pfizer they call it the evan williams eggnog of vaccines i believe is what they call it well then <laughs> well then guess what when i guess where i'm showing up to get my yeah, vaccine with fishnets and give that good two. blue eyeshadow on give me because i'm sucking all the syringes <laughs> um i uh, love that movie though. aaron what do you um, got bud um mine of course i gotta stay guys we gotta stay on brand here right and for um, aaron it's eight Asian horror or Asian horrors. Um, so for so for mine, you can haggle with them. They're easy to haggle with. They understand the barter system. Go on, DD Mao. So mine is going to be one. I think honestly, and I, I put this top ten horror movies of all time. Wow. Um, for me personally, and this is 2016's yep. The Wailing. Not too long ago. Um, it isn't too long ago. Now, granted, I kind of cheated. This got no critical. It got critical acclaim for nerdy nerds. But um, internationally, it received some awards, especially in Korea. Um, it basically ran down the gamut of being nominated for like everything that year. It never really made an impact on U.S. soil, though. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. This is a two and a half hour masterpiece. Um, this is the way horror should be done. Um You can almost look at it as like if they took the exorcist and moved it to a Korean countryside. Mm. Um, It is powerful. It is as well acted as any horror movie that's ever been done. I put this on par with like the shining level of acting, directing, cinematography. The, The subject matter in it is a little bit difficult. It has to do with like, obviously it's a horror movie, so it's not going to be pleasant stuff. It, it, there's, there's interrelationships between Korea versus Japan. If you know mm-hmm. anything about those countries' history, mm-hmm. they, they know likey um, a lot of the times. So um, you think the antagonist is, is Korean um, or J- Japanese. This is basically one man's journey and reflection of faith. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real tour de force on what it is to, to have faith and what do I believe in? And you watch the slow dissension into becoming faithless 
for a man mm. with a family. And he's this apathetic cop that's kind of a bumbling fool that just is bumbling his way through life with a family. And um, all of a sudden there's a murder and it's brought to his attention and he goes to investigate it and discovers um, a room inside of a man's house that's basically an altar that has a ton of missing people in it. Um, like and photos? it's a hidden room, yeah, yeah. With, a, with a blood altar. Because I still and haven't watched this, even though it was on my list. I never got is, to it on October. It is slow burn at its best. There is nothing that's been made like this before and nothing that's been made quite like it since. This is why I love Korean horror. This is why I love Asian horror movies. They have a sensibility and a seamless, non-clunky American way of storytelling that's so beautiful. And the acting, and it's just... Uh, without fucking arrival um it's beautiful they it, it's it has to do with a cult it has to do with uh witchcraft it has to do with zombies it has to do with like almost a vampiric you did element. say it was a catch-all um, for all horror it, tropes it, but it, not in a way that was clunky not in a way any, that was over the any top. stretch and that two and a half hours flies by there's twists there's turns that you don't get the full story till the very end um it'll leave you guessing um it is as good as i i, I as anything that I've seen in the last 10 years. I think we could do an entire episode of Korean horror films. Like we could definitely do a top five that would take us uh, two hours to go. Two hours Uh, easily. You could do two sisters and Oh my God, I saw the devil and thirst. And and I mean, there's so many amazing sisters has one of the scariest scenes ever shot in ever shot. And and you know, the couch, you may not consider this a horror movie, but I do. I consider one of my favorite Korean horror movies, fast and furious old boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I consider I, that it, a horror movie the, because of the ending. That movie's that movie's a thriller and kind of a crime movie until the ending, and then it becomes well, the most disturbing horror well, movie yeah, you've yeah. ever well, seen. Don't confuse horror with horrific. Um, okay. That's a thriller movie with a horrific ending, okay. but I don't wouldn't call that necessarily a horror movie. It doesn't incite, it, it doesn't instill dread the same way as like a, a like this movie will. There's a and, sense and if of, you're gonna watch that movie, please everybody watch the Korean version because the Spike Lee version's okay, and you, you, and you get to see Thanos. Fine, you get to see Thanos fuck the Scarlet Witch. Thanos. But uh, don't watch the Spike Lee version of Old Boy. No, watch watch the original version. Watch the original and if version. and yes. if if you aren't fucking if you don't want to call a, your best friend after that movie, you're dead inside. I and, saw um, that movie with my best friend, and we didn't talk for like five yeah, days dude. after. Yeah. It's funny that you brought up <laughs> Old Boy because like shit. the guy that directed Thirst was Park Chan Wook, yeah, who also Park directed mm-hmm. Old Boy and the rest of the Vengeance trilogy, which mm-hmm. are whoa. I mean, there's a movie he did in, I think his only American film was that film Stoker, which is also kind of horror thriller-ish type Mm -hmm. of thing and really fucking good, man. Like six people saw that thing. That could be on the list. So, so this, I would put this as good as like, um, if you guys ever saw Bong Joon-ho's Parasite or The Host, Host. which is very underrated, by the way, Um, this is in that category of filmmaking um by virtue of how masterful it was mm-hmm. um I, i'm just I, I i'm telling you guys if you want this is not something to do on a casual sunday afternoon with the family but if you want to be engaged and challenged um and be entertained up the ass and and you got a little bone for horror in you um i i'm telling you i'd love to hear people's reaction to it it also how i think it's a really cool way to learn about other countries and learn other people's cultures sometimes because if you don't understand the animosity that between 
between uh, right. the Japanese and the Koreans. That's a whole level of that movie layer. that you don't understand. So I, me, I love to like pause a movie and go look shit up. Right. And that, like it, sometimes it takes me three hours to watch an hour and a half movie because I want to educate myself and understand, especially with foreign well, films. Well, and 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 knowing that Korea and most Asian countries' relationship between uh, generations. Mm-hmm. So you have your grandmother living with your daughter and your family in a longhouse, and this is a very common thing. So when things happen in um in a social structure like that it feels more impactful because there's more generations of families living together so it's not the the yuppie couple moving out to the scary house in the country and it's haunted this is literally something being brought into a house filled with multi-generations with a lot of people involved and a long history of believing in paranormal uh, the asian asian uh, cultures from thailand to korea to china all have very rich, long histories of ghosts, vampires, um, trans, like uh, lycanthropes. Um, they have a big, long hit zombies, magic. Mm-hmm. So, so it lands differently within the context of that culture because it's so old. So it's it's interesting to see because they're a lot more willing to have, say, a shaman come in and do a, a mm-hmm. and do a ceremony than we would. Yeah. We would consider that like. You'd be a you'd be a fucking uh, a, a fruitcake if you had a uh, come give me an exorcist. Whereas in that when that society is a lot less considered auspicious. It's mm. it's it's a lot more easily digested to have say a holy man come in and do a ceremony for it's your kid. It's, it's not ridiculous. It's not by, down by, upon. by by all at, at, mm-hmm. at all. So there's a lot of cool layers to the movie, but I can't recommend it enough. You hear that Long Island medium when your fucking snake oil business here in in on the East Coast. Runs dry. Head out to Korea. They oh, love did you. I forget? It has to work too. Yeah, it actually so don't has do to work. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. Um, the movie that I decided on, um, which is funny because it was a little controversial in our group because Aaron was going, "What the fuck?" I this movie has always been top tier for me, <laughs> but it turns out that it didn't get a whole lot of love when it first came out. Not a lot of people saw it, um, and it is by one of our favorite uh, directors. Well, I guess multiple directors because it's two brothers, Joel and Ethan Cohen's Miller's Crossing. Now, this movie came out. I want to say between. Uh, Barton Fink and and Raising Arizona, right? Raising Arizona was there. Was I like it was before 88. Barton Fink. It was before Barton Fink because when they were writing Miller's Crossing, they hit the writer's block. Yes. Then they wrote Barton Fink in three weeks and then went back to finish. And went back to finish Miller's, Miller's Crossing. Crossing. Uh, it, it is a movie that stars Gabriel Byrne, who uh, if, if you don't know him. What the fuck are you doing? He's been in so many things. But Turn off the podcast. It's tough to not to not know his name. We're just, calling people out today. Yeah, yeah for fuck sure. these people. Um, it is a movie that is about um, it's about Irish gangsters in a city that remains unnamed throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But it's about Irish gangsters during Prohibition. So Boston. So okay, no, no, go on. It is very similar to a lot of Coen Brothers stuff, where the writing's very sharp, but it is a period piece. So there's a whole other level of their writing to it that I don't you don't see in very many of their projects. I think. Um, Whole movie was filmed in New Orleans. Do you want yep. to know why? Because New Orleans was one of the only places where you could find easy real estate that was still the same architecture right. that was in Makes the 1920s. Sense. So you could have these big wide shots and everything look period. Big antebellum, like, yeah. you know. Uh, fucking... Only thing it made me think of is how miserable that shoot had to be, knowing how hot and humid it is. And in the 20s and the 30s, everybody was covered with 16 layers of wool jackets and hats and shit. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Yeah. It probably added a little bit to the fucking performances. Well, I mean, John Polito was like raining sweat in every yeah. single scene. And it but was supposed it, but to be cold. Worked into his chemistry, right? It worked Absolutely. into his his performance where he's mopping his head all the time. Yeah, um, I, he used I think it. it's a less uh, the writing in this film is a l- little bit less prosaic, and and there's a poetry to the staccato and the the meter of the way they talk in this yes. movie. 
and it's really specific. It's not mammoth but it... I Dude, you took the words out of my it mouth. Has it's a, like a I'm period mammoth I disagree. I think it's very mammoth. It um, might be, dude. And there's I, a writer... There's it just a writer, has a flow to it. It has there, a meter to it, for sure. There's a writer that you probably know because you did theater. I don't know if you're familiar with. John Patrick Shanley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who's a mammoth uh, fucking acolyte. Um, and that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Shanley's pacing. Right. Um, and 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 mammoth. There's like a... There's a uh, what do you like to say? There's a you talked about Blake's writing. There's a conservation economy of words, economy, economy. Of words. economy. and that that nothing could be a better um, statement to say about Miller's Crossing is there's mm-hmm. an economy yeah. of words. Nobody drags on. Mm-hmm. Everything's succinct and tight. Well, and, and the scenes that with Gabriel Byrne and Marcia Gay Harden, oh, I think, really are the scenes in that film that kind of display drive, that the best. They drive they the film, and their interplay. Because their whole so their yeah. whole relationship so is phenomenal. really the glue that holds the entire, the entire back yeah. and forth and why everybody's playing everybody else. Because it, while it is a gangster movie and has all the proper elements, great scenes of fucking whole you know cop raids with their batons that's so <laughs> period and perfect. But it's also a film noir movie, and he's almost like a detective with mm-hmm. regards to yes. the way the character development is. Because you've got him going to talk to Marcia Gay Harden's character Verna, and she and and she's you know she's me she's not a good person. No, she's he. Not. There's always the the guy, the guy's always a sap for the chick who's really fucking over everybody she can just for herself, which is, you know, that was a trope back then because we still didn't trust women. They just barely got to be able to vote. And we're like, mm, opinions. Bo- I don't think I want you to have any of those. The Bobby noise story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak that way about our favorite Gashman here. I think Jimmy Chit would just punch me over somebody's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Right? That was God. crazy. You I know didn't what's see funny? that coming at all. I didn't see that coming we never even introduced the fucking show or ourselves. Ah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's Christmas. We're all fucked up on Yeah, no. we're a little um, nogged so out, bro. The, I, it didn't get any nominations. I feel like this is John Turturro's best performance. He should have gotten a Best Supporting Actor nomination because he pl- goes back and forth. He's so snaky and squealy, but he, he's seems so vulnerable in the beginning and he said first he's kind of shitty then he's very vulnerable and that with the whole have a heart thing his whole character arc i think he got robbed um and and people don't remember this movie and i don't know why it 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 stands out in the genre of gangster movies because there is not a lot of stuff about irish gangsters or that focuses on irish gangsters that was made after you know that was still a thing in the 30s and the 40s the Departed's probably one of the only other Irish gangster uh, movies state I of, can state think of about. Grace. State of Grace. State of Grace. The, the Genou Felt. Yeah. Um, but Which if uh, when I tell phenomenal. people about Miller's Crossing, they're like, I haven't even heard of that movie. And and to to think that people out there wow. could could name Fargo, could name Raising Arizona, right? the Big Lebowski, fucking the the True Grit remake, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, or or Brother Where Art Thou, but nobody ever mentions Miller's Crossing in the conversation is a travesty. Or Burn After Reading. Yeah, I like Burn After Reading. I I did. I enjoyed it. It wasn't I mean, great. I, I would tell not. you that like Miller's Crossing is my favorite film of theirs from a dramatic standpoint. I okay. think it's fucking mm-hmm. amazing. It's not as funny as the rest of them. Maybe that's why it's not. Um, no country. Their, their best con- their best comedy. All you fucking Lebowski lovers, go fuck yourself because Raising, Raising Arizona, Arizona. <laughs> Raising Arizona <laughs> is the funniest fucking comedy. thing that's ever happened. Well, Lebowski was comedy. Ad- it was a, a comedy adjacent. It was not written to be a comedy. It was just funny. It was funny because of who they chose. Because that's another film noir detective story. It was. I was about to say, it's the opposite of a film noir in a way. Raising Arizona was definitely written to be funny. There's no no getting around it. it. Holly Hunter, National Treasure Holly Hunter. No Country for Old Men would be, as far as a dramatic character study sort of movie, another one I would put up there with Miller's. I I would too. 
um, just because of fucking and one Anton, of my, you know, dude. a novel written by one of my favorite mm-hmm. authors. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but if you think about the Coen brothers, you usually think of the funny movies, especially Lebowski. In the last 10 years, Lebowski's got elevated because of the generation that, you know, didn't really see it until they got to high school. And they're like, oh, I, this was came out when I was a kid. They didn't see it when they were a kid. It came out when they were a kid. So it's part of that nostalgia-driven sure, sure. thing. I thought Ryan Bartholomew was the main driving force behind the Lebowski's popularity. Yeah, searches for Jeffrey Lebowski okay. have gone up threefold okay, since perfect, uh, perfect. Ryan Bartholomew changed his Facebook name. Because he obviously abides by all of his uh, life goals, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 He, he's just yeah. a spitting He's, he's exactly like the dude. Spitting so if you're image. looking for something, and the reason we wanted to do this too is I know you guys out there are going to eventually get sick of the same fucking holiday movies. There's not a whole lot out there. You can find some nice little gems that are horror movies and You can only like watch that. Martyr so many times. You can times. watch Die Hard and Die Hard 2 so many times. Yeah, Martyr, that's my favorite Christmas movie. I watch it with my grandparents. <laughs> Don't watch that movie. Everyone who just listened to me. But these are some ideas for you. These are great movies. I watch Hout Tension during the gift opening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right in between the turkey and the pie. <laughs> See, we what we would do is put on Last House on the left. Yeah. We make sure that the we were OG. serving the eggnog at the exact moment that the oh. guy goes, piss your pants. Yes. <laughs> piss your pants. And then whoever got eggnog last, they had, they had to actually to piss, piss their, their pants. pants or we murdered them. You, you came from a weird family. Are you Bukaki? No, that wasn't. House. No, that was our stray dog like gathering. That wasn't my family. Oh, okay. That was when we got together with all the kids in college that were staying on campus. I wish it was your family. I, I, I want it to be his family. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think the, uh, you can't go wrong with any of the three movies we guys we just talked about. Uh, you've got a good six plus hours of uh, lots of fun. Maybe not holiday movies per se, but for us, if you uh, want they're a break, definitely holiday yeah. movies. And you for have us. three different breaks here. You have one you can watch a really nice drama that's not very offensive. It's not going to make you think too hard. You can watch Children of Men, which during a pandemic might send you right the fuck over the edge. It might. And The Wailing. It will save you. <laughs> That's the point. You'll be like, not only am I stuck inside, but now there's all and these I, ghosts. And I haven't looked this up, but I'm guessing if you care about such things, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, we're going to get 90 plus on all, Every these, all three one. of these fucking movies. Um, I'm it's not, I think, I think uh, Whaling's like 99% or you know? something. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's acclaimed as is yours and as is yours. All three of these movies, I could watch at a moment's notice. If if this if I'm walking through a room and somebody turns one of these on, I'm not leaving the room. I, I've just and that's the thing. I can't tell you how many like times if I if I landed on Miller's Crossing, flipping through channels back like we you just used to, land on it. I never did though. That's another thing. It didn't get a lot no, of play. No. You could catch fucking the Big Lebowski on Comedy Central or on FX right. or on like TBS in the middle of the day. Sometimes never saw Miller's Crossing. Of course, I never saw Barton Fink or fucking, you know, I never saw Blood Simple included in there. Either, uh, Barton, oh. F- Blood, B- Barton Fink. Uh, it's okay. It's about as overrated a movie as you get. It's in fun my and I get it, but it's just okay. It's I okay. don't think it's as overrated and this is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. This is a hot take. Uh-oh, hot takes. First Bobby. of all, I like The Big Lebowski. Yeah. I like it. I enjoy overrated. it a lot too. Holy yeah. fucking I, overrated. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That movie, the pacing sucks. I the performances are amazing. That's what it is. But the performances but are over the ch- off the charts amazing. I think yes. as a the movie, is odd. I don't know what, I don't know what fucking Kool-Aid the Coen brothers passed out to drink yeah. when this movie came out. I, I enjoy it, but the fact that people take this as religion is religion. Beyond me. Beyond me. Something about that movie speaks to a bunch of people it to, does. in a certain degree. And I don't doubt that. And I'm I think it's the combo of all the elements and 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 it's also a perfect snapshot of like the early 90s kind of. Yeah, in a weird way, right. Did I, you guys ever see the the Jesus movie? 
I didn't. I made it about five minutes in. Un- it was unwatchable. Was it unwatchable? unwatchable. I didn't even try. Unwatchable. I, 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 really bad. I wouldn't even try. I don't. I don't hold Lebowski as religion like a lot of people. But I just didn't want to soil the memory because I you love knew it. that was. Gonna I be can watch shit. it whenever I want. But when someone asks me what's my top ten f- movies, it's never anywhere near the conversation. But I'll watch it if it's that's one <laughs> of the movies. If it's on, I'll watch it. Or if or or if someone goes, we're putting this movie on. I'll never say no. I enjoy the shit out of it. I'm not hundred percent sure it's in my top five or ten. Uh, Coen Brothers. brothers. It's not in my top five. It'd be my sure. third. It's it definitely w- not in my top five. It would nah. be my third favorite Coen Brothers movie. Lebowski. One would be Raising Arizona. Two would be Miller's Crossing, and three would be Lebowski. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fair. No Country for Old Men would be four. I mean, and I clearly like True Grit more than you because I think True Grit. I is thought a True Grit was great. Massive. I don't know if it if it was that just I it was, was in a, a shitty mood when I saw it in the theater. I went to go see it in the theater and was like, I also that was a movie that I watched and was like a huge fan of as a kid. The, the John Wayne version of sure. it. So I still might have had a little like, uh, there's no reason to remake this movie. Motherfuck him and John Wayne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flav has said it best. Uh, <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. I think it's time for us to take a little break here. Is I this agree. our final sponsor of the year, It's guys? not a sponsor. It is oh. merely somebody has paid... For, oh. So I guess it is sort of a sponsor, I mean, but it's a greeting. Wait, so somebody just gave us, wrote us a check to do something. To do a holiday greeting That's for fine, all I'll our take audience. It. They're buying airtime. They're buying airtime. Air time. As long as the check clears, I'm going to give Whoever the fuck they are. Holiday fucking greetings, meatbags. We come bearing gifts. You have proved your worth with your recent Earth popularity contest. And now we will provide you with some truths that you so desperately seek. We will now reveal the deepest, darkest, and most important secrets your floating rock has been freaking out about for the last century. Okay, number one. The Earth is not flat, nor is it spherical. It's a hilarious rhombohedron, similar to Owen Wilson's face. Number two. JFK was killed by us, not the mob. Not the Republicans, not the CIA, us. He mated with our queen, Tipmeat Gasblatt, who is eerily comparable to your Marilyn Monroe, and we just couldn't let it slide. And our third and final gift, galactic treasure, Grogu, the little Yoda guy, will turn to the dark side and destroy all planets, including Earth. He is not fictional, he is real, and his cuteness is only surpassed by his avarice. Beware! So, from our galaxy to yours, we wanted to say... And welcome back. Gross. How's everybody enjoying their holiday season? Gross. It's gross. Yeah. So, um, usually we'd go to voicemails right now, but we have a very special thing for you today. We don't have voicemails. We actually have live on the telephone a friend of ours who are a friend of Aaron's, actually, um, and a friend of the podcast who helped us in the uh, destruction of Top That Frozen Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the phone right now, we have, for your listening enjoyment, the young lady who was the, uh, on the other side of the camera from uh, the, the, the lovely gentleman, uh, Ryan, that was uh, feeling very yelly that day. <laughs> Um, and a little, little bit supremacy that day. Um, so we have on the phone, Alyssa, Alyssa, how you doing? I'm doing good. How's, 
How are you guys? We're doing awesome. We're, doing we're, well. we're just doing our thing. We're here in the bunker. Um, we're bunkered down, uh, ready to, to do our business, but we're so happy you took the time out to talk to us. Obviously, uh, we're, we are going to be playing your audio again of the video that you took that, that basically went viral. I, I think it might've actually reached some national attention. Um, from uh, what I understand. yeah, it's got about, um, 19,000 views last time I checked. Wow. It- Blew up on TikTok, blew up on Instagram, and it blew up on Facebook. Fuck Black Lives Matter! Fuck Black Lives Matter! Fuck Black Lives Matter! Fuck Black Lives Matter! Right back, Donald Trump! Yeah, how's feel having a queer having to protect y'all? You got a little fucking faggot. <laughs> That's not right, you fucking faggot! Wow, we love using slurs! Have fun with your fucked up business, asshole! That was, I mean, if anybody who's listened to it and, and especially watched it um, and listened mm-hmm. to it, uh, there's no doubt that 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 definitely set a tone uh, for for, for uh, the way everybody was feeling in town um, about mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the situation. Uh, just as a little bit of backstory, um, you know, the now defunct top that thank god uh that's kind of what we all wanted um they took it upon themselves to be very outwardly verbose and aggressive with people um that they did not agree with um right in as much as you know uh doing racial slurs and and um obviously being about anti everything good as possible um and and voiced it as such so um we're just going to ask you a few questions but the top that people are no longer with us unfortunately i know we all are losing sleep about that they're not dead Um, we didn't kill them no i don't know no 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 no. No, they'll end up killing that's going to be a murder suicide in about two years bank on it that'll be the real netflix documentary documentary yeah yogurt king part two um, but, uh, so we're going to ask you a few questions if you don't mind. Um, let's open it up with a, with a question I wanted to ask to kind of give everybody an idea of how you got involved with, um, <clears throat> with activism in Durango. So uh, did you, was that something you started in school or were you just kind of there on that day and helping out a friend? Like what, uh, what, what, um, what got you motivated to go out there and help out with the, uh, the Black Lives Matter shrine at Buckley Park? Yeah, well, I think I've been into activism for a while. I remember um, the day that uh, gay marriage was legalized. I was like, not protesting like in person, but online. And in that time, I was in sixth or seventh grade. So I've been speaking out for other people for a really long time now. Uh, I think that day I went out, it was, I believe it was the day that Biden had just been elected. He had won the election and whatnot. And I was going out to protest. Wait a minute. Did he win? He won? What about the lawsuits? (laughs) Texas is suing people on my behalf. Sorry. Didn't didn't Texas, I'm pretty sure Texas just uh, got turned Yeah, yeah, the the Supreme Supreme Court Court just shot that. The the Supreme Court didn't even waste time. They shot that down before they even, I mean, they didn't even need to read it. Really? God damn it. I'm going to write another handwritten sign full of hate and put it up on my window. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but I think I went out that day just to protest for Black Lives Matter. It was the day that Biden won, mm-hmm. and um, I had protested in front of Top That before Yeah, um, the election and whatnot, and I know that he had said to me that he had taken down the memorial that was there three times, and I was worried about it, so I went there and I stood there. Um, 
and just to like protect the memorial and whatnot. And I was, I went by myself. Apparently there had been a protest uh, or not a protest, but a celebration kind of thing for Biden's win earlier in the day. And I missed that. So it was just me standing on the corner there. And that video was taken. Like I just got there. Like you, my, wow. I was walking across the street and I like saw, um, the truck drive by originally that had, um, it had the gay pride flag. It had the black lives matter flag. Um, I think it had a Biden flag. And then the American flag, and I was complimenting them on it. And then Ryan came around the corner with his tiny little Trump flag on the side of his truck, <laughs> just yelling all that stuff. So, <laughs> and, and it, 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 just as a quick follow up, we we have some written questions, but just as a follow up, what was that? All it took for him to get triggered was the fact that you guys were just existing in that space, or was there anything said prior to the video being shot, or? No, uh, so he had come around the corner. I had my Black Lives Matter sign in my hand, but it was mm -hmm. I wasn't like holding it up or anything. I was just crossing the street. Um, I saw him coming around the corner. I saw him. He he had his phone uh, hanging out the window. He was recording first, right. and then I heard him and heard what he said. So I grabbed my phone, and started recording, and then you can just see he's just yelling slurs. I don't know if anything happened prior, but I think he was just upset about the election results and whatnot, and was just. Well, I mean, anytime, anytime you've had something <laughs> stolen like that, you get upset, you know? Yeah. Um, can I ask you another question? Alyssa, if, uh -huh. if we could somehow reach out to Ryan Bartholomew and get his video of that and then take your video, uh -huh. would you be willing for us to create uh, Alyssa's 3D racism experience? <laughs> and we could like try to make a 3D world where everybody could be front and center it's during that shit show? New at Disney oh World. <laughs> it's the 3D, I, I it's the 3D racist ride at, at Disney World. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I wonder about his video because I haven't seen it personally. I'm wondering if it was just for like some Facebook group or something like that because I haven't seen it at all. But I know it's there. I saw him recording. Well, if he if does he, that a lot, if he's <laughs> as old as we are, he was probably recording his own face and didn't know it. <laughs> and that, I'm I'm thinking that's what happened. But um, here, yeah. uh, just as a quick one, how did now that this thing's kind of you know we wanted to bring you into this thing after the fact because it I think it just uh -huh. kind of adds a nice little red ribbon on the whole kind of chapter of what this was for Durango how did you yeah. how did you feel um about their exit how did you feel about them leaving how did you did you oh look at goodness. it like a, a victory or were... sort of so I my friend sent me the article like minutes after it was posted so I like saw it and like I the biggest smile on my face it was probably the best news I'd heard <laughs> I mean I'm really happy that they're gone I feel like there were ways that it could have gone better. Like, you know, I think the activism part was really helpful, but I don't think that kicking in their windows or yeah. breaking whatever they did with the windows and whatnot, some, like something about that, like there's a level of respect that needs to happen, like with protesting. As much as I disagree with Ryan's viewpoints and his political views, I would never like vandalize like his property or anything like that. So I just think there's a certain level of respect that could have happened. But and I'm happy about it and whatnot. But knowing that people like him still exist as well, like you can't just get rid of people. You can get rid of their business and their platform, but they're still there. Yeah, Amen. and so <clears throat> I mean, it's it's good that he's been like, yeah, his business was taken down. Like that's a really that is definitely a win. But he still exists and whatnot. Yeah. Like he still has his opinions and his views, and he's still going to show them. It's just not going to be as public. 
Yeah, and there's so. still a plenty of people around here who are in his camp that, uh, you know, this. It's, we can never look at something like this and go, cool, guys, we ran all the racism rats off the cliff. We're all good. We've got to keep right. working. And Hold so, on. We didn't solve racism? We didn't. No. <laughs> Damn it. I thought we, I thought we resolved it in 92. Damn Simon. it. Shit. Um, 2021. Uh, Bobby, you got a question for our guest? I have a question. It's half comment, part question, I guess. Um, hi, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I really am here. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really fascinating to me that you mentioned being activist since, you know, like sixth or seventh grade, because uh-huh. I feel like that's when I kind of had like a political awakening. And I came from a really conservative town, really conservative family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I remember a moment in like 83 when uh, or I guess it would have technically been 84 when Cuomo was running against Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. and he had this Democratic National Convention speech that just like shook the planets. Um, now he was, or I'm sorry, he wasn't running. He was he was the keynote. Yeah, he yeah. was the keynote speaker uh, in '84, and um, it it just it blew up. It became a, I mean, you can go on YouTube and still watch it. You should watch it. Actually, it's amazing and still relevant, completely relevant. Yeah, but anyways, that that changed the way I looked at politics. I'm wondering if there's a moment that you had um, in life that you know. I remember the Barack Obama keynote speech. Could that you know mm-hmm. like something like that? Is there a moment you can kind of pinpoint and say? You know, that's when I awoken. I, I was awoken politically. Well, I'm gay, so I'm bisexual. So, mm. and I've known that for a while. I've only recently come out to my family about it, but like that has been a really big factor. Like, I want to be some like I like politically. I want to be somewhere that I'm more accepted and where my rights are being fought for with me and whatnot. So there's that. And then sophomore year, so when I was 15 or 16. I really started getting more into politics because of a teacher that I had. Um, Like, he just wanted to educate us on, like, what was going on in the world. And, like, a lot of the people in my class, like, had similar views, but some people had contradicting views. So it was, like, really the time where I start, like, I started debating about these things and I realized how much of an interest I had for it. So probably around then. But I don't think that I had, like, a speech or a candidate that really spoke to me. Hmm. No, that makes a whole lot of sense. And so, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is uh, one of those completely overpaid public school teachers inspired you? <laughs> no. Uh, so I actually go to Animus High School. So oh, one see? Of those, uh, <laughs> you got yeah. all the good teachers. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I went to exactly. school in L.A., so trust me. I didn't have a lot of... <laughs> A lot yeah. of- you guys had those fancy metal detectors. We did. First high school with metal detectors in Los Angeles. I'm very proud to say. <laughs> very proud. Uh, uh, so, Alyssa, I have another question. What? What? Uh, what's next? Like, what are you? What? What have you been doing now? I mean, I know it's snowing out, so a lot of the outdoor um, activities, I imagine, uh, the protests and things may, you know, be less frequent mm-hmm. because it's snowing out. But like, what? What else? Is there anything that you want to tell people about that's coming up that you know to raise awareness for any kind of planned? Um, protests or any kind of initiatives that are coming up? I've definitely mostly been protesting online due to the spike with COVID and whatnot. So recently I've been fighting for uh, Brandon Bernard was put on death row. He passed away on the 10th Mm, and it was just like completely unjust. And so I've been fighting for that recently. I'm like still upset about the death and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to be, I actually, that's, that's something on my notes uh, that we're going to be talking about today during the podcast yeah. is on his way out. Trump is trying to torch as many uh, death row inmates as possible on his way uh-huh. out. And, and he unfortunately yeah. was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't agree with you more about how, um, boy, that sure fell rushed, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I mean, I had called like the justice center almost every day last week, like saying like, this is not fair. And like, he was only an asset, like, or an assistance in the crime. Like he didn't murder anybody. Like he was 18 and he's been on his best behavior. And like the fact that like other criminals who are white specifically, like they can get out for good behavior within Mm -hmm. two years, but he couldn't get out and it's been over 20 so yeah. I'm trying to find ways to protest more about that and like how to bring like it's it's too late to do something for him, but we can still do something in his honor type of situation. I'm trying to find a way we can talk more about that. Mm. Um, otherwise, just I've been staying online. I've been talking about my thoughts on Black Lives Matter and whatnot and just sharing some information. So if people just share their thoughts and opinions on like like i just do mine on my instagram story i'm just like just quick little fact bits that could inform somebody about what's going on you know right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i love that you said that you were calling every day because a lot of people especially in this digital age and especially with younger folks we've all been programmed now to send stuff in via forms online or via emails and you're really Mm going to make a bigger difference if you go the traditional routes and you call people or even write letters sometimes. Yeah, no, that's a so, big yeah. deal. So I, I applaud you for actually doing that because that's the part that makes it tedious for some people and they don't make the call and it can make all the difference in the world when they do. Amen. Yeah. Um, well, I you're, you uh, I, I just hope my daughter, who's now 11, can uh, grow up and be a little bit like you because you're, you're pretty awesome. <laughs> well, if you're looking for <laughs> babysitting so work here in a minute, yeah. yeah, you can uh, babysit for Aaron and uh, begin the training. <laughs> yes, you can. My, yeah, you are more than welcome uh, to uh, completely mind wipe and reprogram my daughter. <laughs> you, you have my express permission. This is this is recorded. <laughs> to babysit and... And, and brainwash. No, full-blown brainwashing. brainwashing. <laughs> no, absolutely. And shameless. And we'll call it brainwashing while we're doing it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Bobby, Bobby has another question. This is one of the questions we really wanted to ask that we developed okay. last night. Um, so in the video, you responded uh, really clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with your fucked up business, asshole. <laughs> and so that, <laughs> yeah. obviously, we, that you, yeah, you became a hero in my mind. <laughs> You're a credit to our community. Um, that's not only hilarious, but it's actually kind of classy. I mean, it's about as classy a response as you could have given him. Is there anything you actually wish now you would have said to this guy? Oh, man. I really wish I could, like, I'm, I have a really bad problem when I'm, like, protesting. If, like, something really pisses me off, I'll, like, snap back, which you're not, like, it's not like the law. But, like, I try not to do because if you, if you give them attention, they're just going to keep doing it. And yeah, so I yeah. wish I would have just ignored him. But, like, he called me, like, sweetheart i think is what he said Ooh. and something about that just rubs me the wrong oh, yeah. way i don't like that and Ugh. like i don't even remember what he said i think it was like trump 2020 sweetheart and like i wish i either didn't say anything or i wish i said like you lost like get over it something like that sure, <laughs> sure. i get but, it well i mean calling you at that moment in time considering all the factors sweetheart has so many layers of grossness attached to it. Jesus. It's hard to unpack all the gross. Yeah. Um, it's, and, yeah. And, and arguably, he was aggressive by saying Trump 2020 because that's the only campaign, like, president name and year you could throw out at somebody that has, like, offensive rapey connotations already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's it's a, it's almost a racial epithet to it say is. Trump It is. You're like, did you just say Trump yeah, in public? Exactly. I don't think that guy could have gotten much worse that day. 
Unless maybe he had like a gay Jewish black kid tied up in the back of his truck. <laughs> he might have. Yeah, it's possible. The, 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 oh, the evidence man. has not been substantiated. You I'm... can't prove that it ain't. <laughs> you can't prove that it ain't there. He wanted to be there. Oh, uh, Alyssa, did you have any questions or, or want to like say anything? To pe- did you have anything you wanted to bring up specifically? Or did you have any questions for us? I just want to say thank you for sharing my video like that. Like seeing my video like go viral basically and having so many people understand the situation is much bigger than it seemed um that video like getting posted a lot really really brought attention to what was going on with top that and then i just want to make sure that like anybody who's listening who like might like be thinking about protesting just like make sure that especially if you're like white like make sure you're listening to the minorities and like the black group of people or the lgbtq community whatever you're protesting for you make make sure that you're listening to the people who it is about if, it, if you're not in that group of people because you don't want your voice to overthrow the voices of who who's really matters like in the situations like these Hell so yeah. That's really That's good advice. It. That's <laughs> great <laughs> advice. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I yeah. hope you and the fam have a lovely holiday season being locked inside. Um, <laughs> as, oh, well, as we I'm all actually are. in uh, Alabama right now. Oh, oh. you're in Alabama? Watch your ass. Uh, yeah. Jesus. So, so <laughs> wait a minute. Crazy. Did you figure you wanted more racism or <laughs> you just can't get enough? Were you, were you hungry? No. <laughs> no, we're just driving through. Oh, okay, I was oh, okay. okay. I was like, that'd be great for protest. Do training. not pull over for gas. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, you know, because if Rocky's gonna beat up, if Rocky's gonna beat up a guy who's like three times his size, he's got to run straight up a mountain. So right. you're like, well, if we're gonna start protesting again soon, I'm going to Alabama <laughs> to get calluses on my soul. Well, they had they had oh to go God. to Alabama because Mississippi was closed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Alyssa, you are a gem. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast, and thanks so much for helping us out with your voicemail. Um, it, I felt like it really made our little Yogurt King parody uh, special. <laughs> and if you ever have anything that you want to do or promote or think that's important, get in contact with us, and we'd be more than happy to have you back on or at the very least shout you out in whatever you're doing, okay? Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Do not do not go b- below 35 miles an hour while you're in that state. Yeah. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Just um, some advice. Take care of yourself. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. God, that was awesome, boys. I want to that, definitely have her back. She is a peach among peaches. And so it's such a better person, just a better human than us. When I was in sixth or seventh grade, I was trying to just go, I was trying to finger fuck people. And how was I doing that? By trying to make moves at Skate World where we would rollerblade around in our baggy corduroys and our eight ball fucking like attire because it was in the late 90s. And uh, she was out doing activism. Wait a minute. You had an eight ball jacket? No, no. I had an eight ball on my oh, belt and I had an eight Yikes. ball patch on uh, like a... Oh, Dickie's old shirt. wallet chain Moriarty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a wallet chain. <laughs> yeah, you Jinko did. Jinko jeans and my fucking knees <laughs> with the fucking face <laughs> on the side. Glow stick necklace. So uh, if you want to reach out to us, leave us a voicemail or text message. You can call us at 970-426-5344. Yuletide. 970-426-5344. Put it in your butt. Put it in your butt. <laughs> Dang fries are done. Dang fries are done. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Oh, look, here comes Jesus. He looks fucking pissed. <laughs> or you can hit us there up. Haircut the bells. Haircut the bells. Jesus Christ. Or hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at whiskeyreel. God uh, help us all. Quick shout out to Dana. 
Um, Dana got the Rona. Dana, um, Dana oh, Roman. no, Dana, yeah. no, our, the our, COVID, no, our, our, Dana. Our liquor fairy got the Rona. So feel better, Dana. Shout out to Kelly and uh, old Cameron Walter out there. Our liquor fairy got the Rona is a new is the new hybrid country rap song coming to a fucking <laughs> little Nas radio X. station near you. Yeah, <laughs> God. gross. That's the grossest so, song of 2020. Since it is the holidays and this is our last one of the year, I thought that we could once again because I think we did this before have we done this before no we have not do we do kind of christmas songs at all i had a weird deja vu feeling that we were doing christmas songs think we have we might have done this before but we wanted to do like our favorite guilty pleasure christmas song a christmas song that might be annoying to a lot of people or might not be very well known could i go out on a limb and say there might not be a more on brand selection of songs for all of us (laughs) bobby said it best he's like this is Possibly the most on-brand segment <laughs> that we've ever done. So, Sean, do you want to start it? Yeah, sure. So, um, I was and still am a fan of Weird Al Yankovic. Go figure. Uh, I just love the whole point of the parody songs. I think a lot of his lyrics are really fucking clever. And yeah. I thought at some point I'd, I would grow out of it. And then I think I was a sophomore in high school. I hadn't listened to Weird Al in a while. He wasn't even on my radar. And then that fucking My My Miss American Pie thing about Star Wars that he did was actually so fucking clever that, like, I was back. (laughs) I was back on the Weird Al kick. I don't know how many Christmas songs this fucker has. no one ever. I don't know how many Christmas songs. Oh, shut up. Dude, that guy sells out fucking yeah. stadiums. Yes, you guys are idiots. Yes, idiots. Yes, you guys are both fucking <laughs> assholes. He's so mad. Dude. I am. You guys what can happened suck to the holiday feeling? There is no Holy Spirit. I will fucking, I will fuck you with your own dick. <laughs> I will fuck you with Weird Al's dick. Uh, so there is, I don't know how many Christmas songs this gentleman's done, but one that was on the album Bad Hair Day, um, which is the one that had the gangster, the Amish Paradise on it, which was right. kind of his resurgence. Oh, classic. I love that. In fact, we would sing that at dances while the Coolio song was playing. You have an army of horny eighth graders all screaming the Weird Al lyrics over it, so you couldn't even hear Coolio. As the, I don't even know what the lyrics to that Dangerous Mind song are. As the, as the girls were wondering why they went to this school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, sure. we were all the boys doing that while all the girls were like, I guess we'll finger fuck each other. Yeah, because you guys <laughs> suck. Uh, this song was off that album. It's called The Night Santa Went Crazy, and it's an it's not a parody song. Peppered into his parody songs, he does original songs, and I think this one's really clever. I think it's great for kids. I think it's great for kids at like your daughter's age, like 10, 11, 12-ish right. is when you could start listening because it's kind of gory content, but at the same time, it's Weird Al. So this is The Night Santa Went Crazy. Yeah. From his beard to his he was covered with ammo, like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die! The night Santa went crazy, the night Saint Nick went insane. Realized he'd been getting the wrong deal, some finally must have snapped in his brain. I, 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 you don't I, like funny things. You don't like children's shit anymore. I, I you remember. Lost your, I have lost all my fucking. Your inner mojo. child has been uh, shattered. Oh, my inner child was raped and is taking a rape shower right now. Um, but I, I just I realize as I get older, I don't like funny whimsical songs. What? I just don't. I they make me angry. I don't know why. That's such a testament to who I am as Coming a person. Coming from the guy who tries to add his own funny whimsical jingle to the end of all of our ads and doesn't yeah. understand why it won't work. Right. But if somebody else does it, 
they can go to fucking hell. Yeah, dude. Okay, first of all, that left hook that you threw with rape showers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. stopped me in that, my tracks. I still, I haven't thought about a word you've said since. <laughs> and one of those graphic rape showers where you can see the blood dripping wow, off the what anus does that area. Even fucking mean. <laughs> I don't know. A rape uh, shower. <laughs> and is that our next sponsor? Uh, granted, <laughs> new from Ronco. Ronco you rape know, showers. You may live out in the woods or in a yurt, <laughs> and you know what? Doesn't mean that you don't get to have a rape shower, too. <laughs> Introducing rape sun showers. Oh, God. For it's... those of you outdoor folks that like kale and, and hiking and getting raped. So does that mean you can only take a rape shower in the daytime because it's solar? Well, unless you want to be free. <laughs> and the Honestly, water gets up to 49 degrees. I prefer I prefer freezing cold water during my rape shower. It kind of wakes me out of the catatonic state. <laughs> I know. I want, a, I, want a, I want a cold shower. Bobby just, he showers in snow melt with electrolytes. That's his, that's his main showering liquid. Uh, of peach choice. and lemonade flavor. Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, God. Oh, so that is my stupid song. That's I've awesome. That since I was, it's amazing. Like, oh, it's, it, dude, it's grand, as the Brits like to say. Now, Aaron, it's, it's what brilliant. song that's equal? is ridiculous but in a different <laughs> respect number one who thought christmas would equate to dolomite because rudy kids. ray moore transcends all holidays it, yeah he literally wheatstraw himself the <laughs> devil's son-in-law have you seen that movie pd wheatstraw yeah, oh, yeah. i own it dude there's a, a gentleman Oh, here, always with this bullshit. Never heard of him. There's a gentleman. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe never heard, heard of him. him. Um, Maybe you've heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, I'm Aaron Brandis. One Mister. He's the easiest of E's. Um, one Mister Easy E. Um, uh, uh, posthumously. Yeah. Yeah. He's very dead. Yeah. He's very dead. He got hived all over. Dude. Yeah. He was hived Tyler um, the first. He was, he was Tyler. He was the OG hived Tyler, dude. <laughs> um, but yes, he did die of AIDS. Thanks, guys. Really nice. Um, but uh, happy holidays uh, <laughs> and merry. Fuck. I, mean, I mean, there's nothing like controversial about saying the Easy E died of AIDS. People died of AIDS back then. Um, yeah, nobody gets AIDS anymore. This is pre Magic Johnson. What's man. the deal? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't People get, any... get it all the time, bro. Do they really? Yeah, you can just manage it's it just, now. No, they just you give just you a cocktail it. of shit. You can just <laughs> no, live just with it forever. Take a couple Excedrin and fucking <laughs> knocks it right out. Little stem cell uh, smoothie little, every that's once in a while. Oh yeah, eat that placenta, girl. Um, Merry fucking Christmas is the name of the spelled song. Spelled with a PH. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, because everything needed to be spelled with the PH back then. Uh, that's the way we did it. But because uh, <laughs> uh, Tipper Gore got angry if you didn't. <laughs> Jesus Merry Christ. fucking Christmas from Eze e with the intro uh, from Dolomite himself, Rudy Raymond. So should we play the... Do- the- I, we got to play the song, though. I, I want to play it all, but we can't. Well, it, it's yeah. not like Easy will sue us. He wow. did. His estate <laughs> might. <laughs> I did. As the Easy's estate could come after us, dude. If I get a letter from Easy, he's estate. I'm framing it. Are yeah. you kidding? We'll me? delete the shit, but we're framing. <laughs> that. We're framing that shit. Um, enjoy Merry Fucking Christmas, y'all. This sounds fucked up. I never. I'd heard that in the background of movies. Some movies will put that in the background during holidays. Right. Like if they're going into the hood, they'll play that song. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard that whole fucking song oh, before. Dude, it is not. And it's so funny. It is not okay. No, no it's definitely not. No. There's nothing okay about that. I believe they're using it in misogyny, the Christmas musical. 
misogyny, the Christmas season. Yeah, yeah. Done by the Coen it's brothers. It's hard to get like kind of blacklisted by <laughs> NWA. Easy <laughs> <laughs> E pulled that shit. Uh, he's like the Izzy Stradlin. <laughs> oh my god! Of the hip hop world, that is the worst. Like, how dude. do you get kicked out of Guns and Roses for being bro? too fucked up? You're fucked up. <laughs> you know, you should slow down you on the heroin and Jack Daniels. Yeah, now pass me that bottle. Where's that Jack Daniels? Yeah, exactly. And I'm out okay. of heroin. And I'm out of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that is a really fun, and I love that era. But it is it is no Christmas in Hollis. I still think that's the number. I one I was going to go, but it seemed it seemed too on the. It nose. seemed way on the nose. It's yeah, it's so it's in fucking now, diehard. It was can't do Christmas exactly <laughs> exactly. Uh, although Afro Man does have a whole Christmas album. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. <sighs> Yeah, it's some about the chronic Does he do tree. a Christmas version of the Colt 45 and two zigzag song where he Christmas fucks chicks from all over the world and shit? You're going to have to find out for yourself. Met young this Moriarty. woman from I don't Hawaii. even know how that dude wrote songs when he was like, you know, what, he's not so high. punching chicks. <laughs> Just <laughs> rocking them in the jaw. That <laughs> was great. I've, jaw I, I, listen to me. I have <laughs> never punched a chick high. I, I, <laughs> Ever. I want that on record. Hi. Hi. Never high. Never I'm high. not going to delve. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, what guilty pleasure song for the holidays have you wanted okay, so to share with us? You say guilty pleasure, and I got to be honest, this is not a guilty pleasure. This is I a love classic. This, fucking this song. is a classic. I love the people involved. Um, there's a little band you called love, the Pogues. You love all their and teeth. If your parents were Irish Catholic or Irish and Catholic, you listen to the fucking Pogues. I think my brother got me into the Pogues in the like the late '80s when I was listening to like Husker and and all that other shit. You know what I mean? That was kind of like my intro to the Pogues and to Mister Shane McGowan. God, he's a of the teeth. What a nightmare! Uh, we all got <laughs> introduced to the true Shane McGowan. I think in that documentary they made called. If I Should Fall From Grace With God. Yes, and, which is my favorite album of theirs. Um, which, yeah, that, that's... I, I think Rum Sodomy and The Lash was it's always good. my favorite album. I, the, the other one just it's has the songs more traditional. From, it's the one that's more traditional. I heard those songs a lot, as a, especially that song. That's probably my favorite Pogue song, To mm-hmm. Fall From Grace With God. Yeah. Uh, second favorite would probably be the song you're about to play right now. I, I So, and this is not a Pogue song. This is actually... Um, Technically, it was. They did release it as a Pogue song. They released song. it as a B-side, right? I th- or possibly, something like that. I can't that. remember. But it's a Shane McGowan, uh, and he's joined by a gal by the name of Christy McCall, which is actually an interesting story because her husband at the time, the way this collaboration happened, um, Steve Lillywhite, who she was married to, was a producer for Holy Fuck, dude. Like The, the, the list is... Unfucking believable. Um, XTC, Susie and the Banshees, Simple Minds, Psychedelic wow. Furs, David Byrne and the Talking Heads, Ooh, wow. Christy McCall, his wife, obviously. You too. The Rolling Stones he's worked with. He did the Pogues, Blue October, Morrissey. Hmm. I, I mean, between all them, they sold an Albert, album or two. He's pretty successful. Uh, he's, <laughs> an album or two. And that's what brought these two together. So he's British. And it. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. So taking advantage he of the was. Irish yet again. <laughs> and I think they're both past Christy and Steve. Are they hanging out with Easy E? And, and they're hanging with Easy E and Jimi Hendrix. Uh, <laughs> hanging out on Seventy Second and Hoover. So the song we're talking about is obviously Fairy Tale of New York. This is not a guilty pleasure. I think a lot of people actually mm-hmm. really fucking love this song. And if you're a hipster, you will tell people every year, "Oh, this is my favorite Christmas song." Because you're mm-hmm. a hipster. Because it includes the word faggot, which is which like they've actually, not in every Christmas song. No, and they <laughs> removed that. I think in, 19, they? in 1992, Christy McCall even recorded an extra bit for that because some radio stations didn't want it in. Didn't there. want that. Yeah. Um. And the, but Shane McGowan has been quoted as like 
The woman in that song, her perspective is she's not a good person. She is a terrible person. That's the whole point. Right. Yes. So in context, she would say that. Yes. And the fact that you're all getting offended at it is ridiculous. And I'd have to agree with him. He is not fucking wrong, no. sir. Yeah. He's been wrong about a lot of things. But they've replaced or, it yeah, and covered... Oral care. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Horrible about oral Dental... care. <laughs> they changed it to braggart or something. Shane McGowan has the worst teeth that have ever existed. Had. Remember, he got them all fixed. Yeah. Oh my god! Which sucks because I saw him live once, and you could see how bad his teeth were when his head was the size of like a Lego guy from where I was standing. I was like, you can see how fucked up his teeth were from a hundred yards away. So like, <laughs> this song opens really strong. It was Christmas Eve, and I was in the drunk tank, and we go from there. Yeah, and I, it's it's such a fucking great song. Yeah, and, and Christmas calls a great singer. And if you're our friends, she did. You will relate to this song. <laughs> You might be listening to it in a drug tape right now. They got cars big as bars, they got rivers of gold. But the wind goes right through you, it's no place for the old. When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve, you promised me Broadway was waiting for me. You were handsome, you were pretty queen of New York City. When, when the band finished playing, they held up for more. Sinatra was swinging, all the drums they were singing. We kissed on the corner, then danced through the night. The boys of the NYPD. That song almost, <laughs> dude. That song, I almost got teary-eyed again. Like I told you, no sunlight, fucking COVID right. starting to. Yeah. I almost teared up because that's the song that my dad would always play. It was always on in the background of any time when my grandparents came over, mm. anytime there was large family gatherings. I heard that song in the playlist, and it's like oh, that's awesome. all the feels start building up. I'm such a media anglophile that I've always. Like, that's one property that I always thought could have been turned into, like, a Broadway play. Like, you could literally take that song, extrapolate, and turn that into an entire Broadway play, which would be amazing. Like, I always thought they should have done that with Meaning of Life. They should yeah. have just turned Meaning of Life into an I'm amazing sure fucking that. Broadway That'll play. happen eventually. You know, <laughs> although I think they put elements in that into Eric Idle's yeah. tour that he did. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like, they should have way done that over Spamalot, even though Spamalot's funny and everything. But I think... I feel like there's some meaning of life in Spamalot. I've never actually Did seen Did they add Spamalot. one of the songs? Yeah, I've, never, so. I've right. seen clips of Spamalot and I've heard the soundtrack because my theater friends would play soundtracks all the time. I'm sure there's... Until I'd, I'd fucking shoot I'm myself. Sure, I'm sure there's some super ironic mustachioed baby gap wearing young man in Brooklyn <laughs> that has written a proper treatment of that. I guarantee you. And yeah. he's been working it through he's the been, town. Yeah, he's been he's been really, really trying to kick up dust through just the town. Just plowing dick. Just... <laughs> Just wrecking rods, El fucking bukakis everywhere. <laughs> I told you, man. If this is if this right here is Elfcom, Merry Christmas. Oh, sorry, Merry Elf. Christmas, everybody. Um, you don't want your dick sucked out your asshole. <laughs> know it? Know it? Know what you won't get for Christmas is Debo. Oh, he oh yeah, yeah. You mean he Zeus did. from No Holds Bar? No, I mean Debo from Friday. Do you mean the, we don't, stop it? Do you mean the guy from the Golden Lords stop and it. Meteor Man who breaks his arm on Meteor Man and then he takes off the cast at the end? Stop it! <laughs> he was president of the world. Yes, he in was in Fifth Element. Thank you, mm-hmm. President and Camacho. So let us say Wait, now no, that was uh, oh, that was t- no that was uh, what's his name? That's the other one. That was idiocracy. An idiocracy. I'm thinking. Um, totally different. Uh, but but whatever. We we understand they no, all look we alike. It, Sean. They all look alike. Yeah, it's that's all great, Sean. Okay, I didn't think you were talking about. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. He's a big muscular. Are you sure that wasn't Carl Weathers? It was Carl Weathers that was Zeus. No, was that Jim Brown? Um, so you all it was Rod Carew. It was Rod Carew. So you all can put back on your gold chains. It's safe to walk outside. 
because Debo did. Oh, uh, I just I know moment of silence for Tiny. My grandmama gave me that chain. I know it sucks. Um, but Anne died from Rona complications, so apparently yeah. this hoax is really landed on thick. But great song. Great, great song. I love I love our choices this week, boys. I do too, man. It was like we said, very super on brand. brand. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Like we were all in our fucking wheelhouse. Yes, and everybody absolutely. everybody is respectively either super stoked or super disappointed in each or all of our Amen. <laughs> but like usual. Yeah. Basically. That's my life. Um so we're gonna instead of clutching our pearls of wisdom as we are wont to do at the real. Um, we are going to clutch our year of wisdom. So we're going to take a little bit of a moment to kind of reflect on the year. Um, I mean, fuck, uh, this year, boy, um, this was the tiny lister of years. He will steal your chain. And this year stole all of our chains collectively, um, and left us crying back to our daddy. My mama gave me that chain. And he'll punch Um, fuck Felicia too. Yeah. I'm, we're all Felicia in this, uh, metaphor, by the way. Uh, (laughs) so, um, yeah, we've been ruined, uh, this year. So it's going to be a weird one to reflect. Um, uh, we were all just talking about how we're like hyper emotional right now, only because we've all been kind of quarantined. This is literally the most contact that I get outside of random encounters at work. Cause I'm not trying to be there a ton either when yeah. I'm not working. Um, so I'm not just like hanging out anywhere. I'm basically at home. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's hard, man. Um, I, I don't know any other way to do it. And every week, just when it feels like you've broken through to the other side of feeling a certain way, something else seems to transpire. Something else seems to happen, which kind of makes you remember exactly what you are and what you're doing. But, um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note, um, wait till the end of the episode. Sean's going to put together some fun stuff for you guys. I'm just going to throw that out there first and foremost. Um, it's been a crazy year. Um, like I said, uh, I'm going to go down the list. Uh, my five, I was, uh, by myself. I found somebody, I fell in love. Um, I've re-engaged in politics in a way that I never thought I'd be again. Felt more, um, necessary than usual uh considering and we're still dealing with it um 40 days left you orange prick uh made uh, it feels like i've made a commitment to a lot of stuff um i recommitted to different stuff um i'm learning how to let go of certain things i'm i'm we're living in this weird new i heard somebody i mentioned the word new normal to a gentleman who said back to me uh herd mentality so that ended that conversation pretty quickly mentality um, yeah yeah he's he's a reader um so um i but i i've made a commitment to certain things um to certain people to this podcast to my family to my work everything outside of that i think is fa- falls such a far second for me and i think i've realized what's important i realize what isn't and i'm learning to put those things compartmentally in their designated spots and to not cross the lines anymore of what's important and what isn't if it's unimportant i treat it like it's unimportant i don't pretend mm-hmm. like it's important anymore um and that's a lot to do with my age and i'm one step closer to the long dirt nap but um that's kind of where i'm at in my life where i'm not going to give energy to anything uh that i don't think needs it um 
or, or I don't feel like I can I can give that energy to. Um, Must be that, nice to not have Facebook and have to engage with Rick. Um, that's <laughs> that's part of part of doing that. I, and I, I think I was ahead of my own curve when I decided not to engage in social any social stuff. And I can't recommend it enough for other people. Um, that being said, I know, like for instance, Sean's job revolves around that, so it's not really it you can't give <laughs> I it. Up. Literally can't but um, if you can, I, I I don't think that's true engagement. I, I think that's a, a fake um, half half of a glass of water sort of engagement with humanity. I'd rather I'd rather literally watch a movie than I would argue with somebody on Facebook. But uh, that's just me. And then lastly, um, everybody I know is healthy. Everybody I know survived this so far. I want to keep it that way. Um, so I will do whatever I can to remain safe, and I hope you guys do as well. And um, uh, Saints clearly are the best football team. So let's end on that. Okay. And I'm going to move on. Um, so I guess like standings and scores don't matter. Nah, just the best defensive football last six weeks. Anyway, we're going to move on to somebody and else. on any given Sunday, they can be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in the last nine games, but you know, who's we'll counting? See. We'll see. Yeah, we will see, won't if we? If they make it to the Super Bowl, I'll give you $100. If they don't uh, make it to the Super Bowl, I'm going to think of something up. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fine. There's we'll think something. only one other really good team in the NFC. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> You're so confident. I am so confident. It's confident. good to have a good team, isn't it? It is. And it's terrible to have a bad team, but at least I don't have to worry about I my know. hopes getting shattered. I wouldn't I don't know. have to worry about my hopes getting shattered. You have to worry. I don't worry about shit. I know. And that's why it's going to be even just sweeter put our when they get on. eliminated in the so first round. So what you're round. saying is it's easier to be a loser. I <laughs> get is. it. That's it's good. easier to be a loser Let's, right let's now. end on that. Way easier. Ask Bobby. <laughs> the, the Dolphins <laughs> lost for a long, long time. Dolphins are 8-4. Wow. Yeah, now. That's what I'm saying. But he's dealt with a lot of shit with the Dolphins for years. By the way, that was another <laughs> over-the-shoulder punch. I wasn't calling you a loser. I was saying that <laughs> Dolphins fans. Just ask Bobby. How did we dovetail this? Dolphins fans have to deal with a lot of loss. Can I just say Saints are the best? What is your end of the year clutch of wisdom? So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna end it with with Van Noyes because he's been lambasted. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't going after you. He went after you earlier. I went after the Dolphins. Man, I'm I'm, I'm like that piece of meat in Rocky right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. are, and I'm Polly. Yeah, <laughs> Polly. Right. Uh, so at the beginning of this pandemic in March, I was kind of forced to look inward because it was like two weeks before this happened. I had stopped drinking altogether, and so I was really I, I had a lot of introspection and a lot of figuring out like how do I really feel about things and how have I been dealing with things and how have I been not dealing with things early on. Um, I feel like the hiking through the summertime was a highlight. We, Katie and I got out there and did some really hard shit, got to see some beautiful shit that I would have lazily never seen if I was constantly hung over all the time. Um, so it was really great, actually, in the first part of this pandemic. It was nowhere near as bad as, as it seemed. Now that we're into the wintertime, like I said before, I cried while I was watching the fucking Santa Claus last night <laughs> at the end. And I don't know why, because I didn't even cry when I saw it as a kid. When I saw that as a kid, I was like, that movie's not right. That's <laughs> kind of stupid. But I am really struggling now with the walls closing in and like not being able to do anything like you. This is my release. This is my thing to go do is do this podcast. Other than that, I'm sitting in my office at home with the occasional visit to my clients to take pictures. But they've been doing a really good job about sending me that shit. So I'm really in my house now. Um the fucking pandemic also gave me a lot more time to fuck around on this podcast. All of a sudden, being home all the time, I wasn't worried about how stretched thin I was for time to spend with Katie or time to spend with my family. I have all this extra time, and I think it really resulted in us kind of getting this podcast to where it is right now. Over this last year, I think we've evolved quite a bit. So 
I'm trying to look at the positive. While the walls are closing in, I think that we've come way further than I thought we ever would with this podcast over the last year. And I've gotten to know my wife a lot better. I've, she's gotten to know me a lot better. And I think we've all gotten to know ourselves a little better. We've all been forced to look inward. And I'm thankful for all those things. That being said, give me the vaccine. I don't care if a dick starts growing out of my ribs. I want it. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll piggyback. Uh, I, I want to talk about this podcast a little bit. Okay. I, I think that's where, like, that's where my wisdom lies ending this year is we've done some pretty amazing stuff. Um, we're not a big podcast. No. Nope. We have a very limited listenership. But it's also kind of cool because we know most of our people. You know what I mean? We have got a few hundred people, but, like, they respond to us and they talk to us and we talk right back to them. I think that's really impressive. We've been involved in some really cool stuff. I mean, to start the year, we... You know, this is going to sound stupid because it, when we talk about Blake, it's like a dumb thing. <laughs> but, like, this is a really successful human that just appreciates what we do and invited us into his fucking home. His like mansion. A, like, like a his moron, gorgeous home. His yeah. gorgeous <laughs> castle on the hill. And we recorded a podcast there. That was a big moment. Um, we took on, in our minds, kind of an evil empire <laughs> with this stupid fucking yogurt shop, right? But we won. Now, did we do it? Eh, probably not. But I, I think we, we helped. I think we did. And I helped. We got Joe Biden elected <laughs> yeah, this year. Yes. The Whiskey Reel <laughs> got Joe Biden elected we get, president we get no of the doubt. United. None. none. No one. It, uh, we're, are, should we be on Time Magazine's People of the Year? Probably. I mean, I'm thinking maybe you could throw us up there. Um, and I'm not going to say we did it either, but. It was very weird that they approved the Pfizer vaccine right after we had sent them our notes. <laughs> like we sent those little notes about, hey, maybe if you move this molecule yeah. around, it might uh -huh. be okay. And then all of a sudden it's out. So Yeah. yeah. FDA just, approval has gone through. You just wanted it through. to taste like nog. That was your did. only note. Elf come. Yeah. I mean, I know I personally dumped like $500,000 into lobbying firms mm -hmm. for Pfizer just to That's try it. to get this thing pushed Look through. at this fucking amateur you know. shit heel over here, 500 um, grand. <laughs> no, guys, in all seriousness, like this podcast means a lot to me on a personal level. Um, we're all obviously all isolated in some respect. Uh, I feel a little more isolated because I just, you know, I'm not lucky enough to have a beautiful one, a color that I live with or your beautiful <laughs> wife, Katie. Um, I, you have Mikey Walnuts. I live with fucking Mike, and then I <laughs> live with my son, who's an amazing kid, but I never get to see him because he's either doing homework or playing Call of Duty or he's at work. You know, <laughs> so I I cherish every moment I get to spend with the people in my life that are like you know, that really mean something. And if if anything, going into 2021, we've gained perspective because we're going to appreciate. Every moment of freedom and roaming free and sitting at a bar and going places and fucking doing things. Don't be crazy. <laughs> seeing Don't be, people. Don't be crazy. Fucking, you know Slow I mean? down. I mean, it, we're going to appreciate those things for like three months. And, and then we're going to be the same hot garbage pieces of shit <laughs> that we've been for fucking 40 years. Uh, right. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to, to the choices. I'm looking forward. Yeah. yeah. Before coronavirus, sure. I didn't go into the fucking Starlight Lounge, but I want to not go into the Starlight Lounge because I don't <laughs> want to because it sucks. <laughs> not because I can't. 
I still want the choice. <laughs> we want the choices, my friend. Oh, God. Talk about inside baseball. <laughs> That's great. I'm so happy. I don't know, man. A lot um, of people of our, a lot of our listeners follow Sean on social media. Just saying. They <laughs> know something. And, they and, might know and lastly, I, 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 I wanted, I knew Bobby would probably have the most salient point. So that's, I think, very appropriate he was last. Um, uh, lastly, I think from all of us, we can say thank you guys who listen. Thank all the you time. so um, much. Thank you, John, who gives us so much great content. Yes. Thank you, Jake, who gave us such good content. Um, thank all of you. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, um, Dana. Dana. Thank you. Thank you, all the people that respond and talk to us and let us know what the they Green like. Light Weekend boys. Green Light Weekend. Huge. Thank you, they, Brian. They mention um, us every episode. You guys are awesome, and I want you guys to continue doing what you're doing. Um, it's been a fucking gnarly year dude it has been i'm i'm so emotional about it that i'm not even emotional right now you know i've like come full i'm We're like the biggest i'm the biggest crybaby out of all three of us easily i'll like cry on a dime especially I back have, in the drink, hard drinking days of this podcast oh, when we didn't give a fuck i have nothing left you i cry am, every five fucking minutes well i'm a fucking i'm a good i'm a good i'm a good irishman um we cry when we get drunk um, which is good because it's better that it comes out through our eyes because the irishman who don't cry it comes punch. the pain comes out through their they fist in your mom's face they get punchy yeah. um but but no thank you guys for for um making us get up to do this every week we want to we want you guys to enjoy it we kind of we do this for ourselves but we believe it or not do it for you guys i uh, please continue with your positive responses pass us along or to other negative, people fuck it. send us yeah send I us mean, some but, notes but i want 20, for us with I, the vaccine 2020 i wish we got more negative response 20 i know uh t- no wait, well we you know old, you, don't, weird way. you don't learn from the positive old ones fire, dude, you don't if, learn shit hey from positive if fireball ones. joe wants to call back he can um but but what we, about fuchsia supremacy what about, what about burnt umber supremacy what about what about um sienna supremacy jesus um <laughs> sienna's a lovely girl she's working her way through college you be quiet she dances just to survive so i just i i, I just want to make sure that you guys keep doing it please pass it along if you if you know somebody that has any sense of humor just clue them in. I know it feels greedy and you want to keep us all to yourselves, but trust us, if we can get enough movement and traction going, we'll be able to do this at a much higher level, um, much more frequent. And that's something we all want. And if I could pay somebody in town to do all the editing and all that shit, although I don't think I trust anybody. No, you wouldn't. But if somebody could, <laughs> but if, but if we were, if we were getting a little bit of monetary love yeah. just to make this work, it I would could, help us do this without yeah. having to grit our teeth a little bit. It's Sean, doing all the heavy lifting i mean bobby and i just come in and act and, stupid you know. for a couple hours but uh, and to be honest if we were making some money with this podcast then it'd be easier for aaron and i to justify the time we spend <laughs> to our wives and girlfriends this is true um this is true <laughs> yes and to mikey walnuts because if bobby's not there for mike hey the conversation can be <laughs> jarring <laughs> but he fucks <laughs> like a champion <laughs> He, he gets despondent uh, he, sometimes yeah. and when he he's d- alone. And he does it French style. He goes overhand. <laughs> he's a gentleman. Uh, guys, have a lovely Christmas. Have a have lovely a happy New Kwanzaa, Year. Do not Monica. leave your fucking town, you dummies, okay? Stay Unless you're home. being forced to. You know, there's a lot of college students who are not allowed to stay back and they're having That's to go different. home for the holidays. You know so. what I'm saying. I know. Stop, I'm just stop saying getting on I don't want them and to and feel bad. Traveling because you don't need to. Um. All right, guys. 2020. Go fuck yourself, yeah, y'all. We're moving on to 2021, fuck. my friends. Thank Cheers. God, man. Salute. Salute. I love my man. brothers. I love you, boys. Uh, I love you, boys. Um, fuck this year, dude. 
I right know, in dude. its dumb, dumb asshole. You know what's crazy though? We will <laughs> I don't know what else when to we're say. when each of us is twenty years older. When we're twenty years older, we'll look back and be like, "God, remember how fucking we did this and this, and it actually wasn't as bad." Like, oh my god, remember when I got to spend all that time with my wife, and now I barely see her because we're both working so much. I'm gonna be easy in twenty years. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. You're get, how do you know you're going to get AIDS in 20 <laughs> I got it now. Is it, a is it time for our sponsor while we take a break? Yes. Is it? Now, I can what? edit this together so Blake can give you some time even though you're a no, fantastic guy. No, as is our tradition. I'm, I was like, Brad, I know you have trouble coming up with things creatively. And so. now, <laughs> I've got this. For um, a word from our sponsor. The next joint from Mountainside Entertainment. What's scarier than the night? Snakes. <laughs> What's scarier than snakes? The night. <laughs> night snakes. <laughs> this film has not yet been rated. <laughs> It is break time. It's that ha wonderful halfway point well, when we need to hear a word from our sponsors. Coming to you from the creators of Blackish and Black as Fuck comes a brand new television experience. Churlish. <laughs> a disenchanted middle-aged white guy goes into a subway with a 50 caliber assault rifle and almost gets arrested. <laughs> but in the process, he meets the love of his life. Officer Hernandez. <laughs> Starring Jake Busey. And making her return to the small screen, Aaron Moran. He's been sentenced to a lifetime of love with no possibility of parole. Unfortunately, on Crackle. That was so dope. We love you, brother. I think it's about time for a special, special and we don't mean helmet special. Word from our sponsor. A new film from Mountainside Entertainment. The Empire Strikes Back. The Wrath of Khan. Godfather Part 2. Aliens. Most sequels fucking suck. But in the spirit of Speed 2 Cruise Control comes the next great chapter in a global phenomenon. When Tig and Gwen escaped the night snakes, they moved to the only place where no snake could survive, Antarctica, the coldest place on Earth. But Tig and Gwen could never have imagined how far these snakes would go to have their revenge. What's scarier than night snakes? White snakes. In the directorial debut from Jaden Pinkett Smith, and the screenwriting debut from David Coverdale, starring Daniel Day-Lewis and Meryl Streep and introducing his boss, White Snake, Idris Elba. How do you see a snake if it's white and also somehow during a blizzard? You don't. Night Snakes too. White Snakes. This film has not yet been rated. So, um, I'm just time. a simmering. It's time for a word. From our sponsor. This film is based on actual events. The term Karen sends a chill down the spine of nearly every red-blooded American. But 40 years before the jokes, 
Before the memes, the story of America's ugliest affliction has just begun. And for our top story, a disturbing rise in white middle-aged suburban female anger has resulted in a cavalcade of formal complaints tying up law enforcement switchboards countrywide. Don't go to the park. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Don't go to Trader Joe's. That man harassed me for not wearing a mask. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me to wear a mask, you guys are violating federal law. Do you get that? And don't park in a parking lot. Get the fuck away. I'm from producers Kirstie Alley and Christy Swanson come the directorial debut of human horror show Stacy Dash. This summer, enter a new chapter of terror in what Breitbart News calls an attack on the American dream. I want to speak to the manager right fucking now! No amount of suffering can prepare you for the, the Karen this film has not yet been rated. Yet. <laughs> I'm being threatened by a man into the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Supposedly a little bit more of a higher elevated sponsor this week. I hope you guys like it. Classy. Is your Jesus Mel Gibson's Jesus? Are you powerless against Senator Lindsey Graham's raw sexual magnetism? Suppression. A new fragrance from the expert aromapathologists at Hidden Valley with hints of unseasoned boiled chicken and a tinge of saltine. This scent is as neutral and unoffensive as a Katherine Heigl movie. Suppression. Hi there. I'm man's man, Lindsey Graham. I represent the great state of South Carolina. Whenever I'm about to have full-on, totally straight, heterosexual intercourse with a woman who I find exceptionally attractive, nothing sets the mood for that penis and vagina love like a spritz of... It's decidedly unurban. Available exclusively at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so we do have a sponsor. From our fucking sponsor. Right. I want to hear it. Fox. Do you find today's digital world intimidating and downright scary? Do you yearn for the days when advertising your business was simple? Do you suffer from tired blood? Well, do we have the solution for you? Our obsolete professionals at Old Timey Inc. are well-versed in a myriad of vintage marketing strategies. How about flyers on telephone poles? Dropping leaflets from a biplane? Full-page newspaper ads? Missionaries? And of course, the most effective medium to date, terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio! Don't take our word for it. Listen to a bona fide testimonial from our satisfied client, Malachi, from Baytucky Nuptials. I'll tell you something right now. I spend months with the advertisements, and they drop leaflets, and then they carry your pigeons, and I have many successfuls. 92.9% of the time, sometimes it kind of works. Old Timey Inc. Keeping worn out concepts on a ventilator for generations. Enjoy this sponsor. Please forgive us. Hey, if you're looking for a place where you can satisfy your sweet tooth and your white pride, look no further than top this. 
It's Durango's premier frozen yogurt oasis. Yeah, brother, we got everything from non-colored gummy bears and white chocolate brownie bites to QAnon Dairy Ranch flavored yogurt, and we also got that Lynchburg lemonade sorbet. And this week only, we're running our wild famous scoops for scouts sale. For every one you bring in, you get a little bit of wampum taken off your whole order. So come on down to top this, where chocolate ain't on the menu, and I promise you, it's definitely not going to marry your daughter. Yeah! Yeah! It's a lot. Listen here, you fucks. Do you want to be big? But every single thing about you, inside and out, is small as shit. Well, lucky fucking you. At Uncle Tiny's Closet, we got all the things to make you look bigger. Small chairs. Tiny hats. Minuscule dinnerware for your tiny hands. Tiny desks. You fucking get it. And it's not just stuff for us Goombas, neither. We got chick stuff, too. Tiny keychain vagisils. Itty-bitty bottles of white Zinfandel. And little tissues for your little fucking issues. So go to tinyaf.com right now and use the promo code DIAPERDON for 90% off your first semester at a very tiny online university. This could be the first step in your tiny future. Uncle Tiny's Closet. Tiny packages for your tiny packages. Your dicks are small. <laughs> I know, it was weird. I thought when the sun came out, but whatever. You know, but... <laughs> It's not every day you hear the owner of a foofy Froyo shop scream something crazy like, Fuck Black Lives Matter! Fuck Black Lives Matter! Durango Yogurt Shop vandalized. Owner puts up sign threatening to shoot. All right. Vandalize my shit again. Blow it to the face. Frozen yogurt people are nuts, man. They're crazy. I think you're untouchable there, little Gene Michael Basswat. You ain't boy. boy. If he ever had an enemy in his life, boy, it was it was Baskin, you know, the Baskin Robbins with their goddamn 31 flavors. First of all, this man came from an ice cream empire. If you ever stopped at a Baskin Robbins in Arkansas, his daddy owned it. He never got along with his old man, but as soon as he saw The Apprentice, well, he found himself a new daddy. You've got to believe in what you're selling. If you don't believe it, if you don't really believe it yourself, it'll never work. It'll never sell, and you're going to be miserable. And honestly, some of the things he said were so shocking for so many specific reasons. I mean, you hear him say that, and also know this, we kissed at camp. And I may not sound like it, but I'm a man with a penis. Anybody who really cares that much about being a fascist yogurt stand is the stupidest thing on the planet. These bitches are really out here with their racist homophobic shit like they give a damn about what a frozen yogurt shop thinks of them. Fuck top that frozen yogurt. They're racist, white, supremacist pieces of shit. I hope that they get shut the fuck down. You know, he's so against the, the queer community, but yet he owns a yogurt shop. And if you grew up in the South, that would be kind of questionable. I, I'm curious about his back curiosity. 
One day, we're all hopped up on moonshine and bullshit, and he says, listen, y'all, I'm going to play an original song of mine. It just about blew my shit off. Now I understand. Put my dick in some yogurt. And that yogurt was a man. Yogurt King. Marshmallows, Mayhem, and Madness. Coming to Netflix this fall. This broke me. The fact that it's a frozen yogurt stand broke me.